What's up and welcome to another MoGraph MoCast. I'm Dave. And I'm Matt. And joining us today is the super talented Lawrence Pompey. Hey, what's up, everyone? And MoGraph is a supplement to our site, MoGraph.com, which is a motion graphics tutorial site with tutorials, plugins, podcasts, and other MoGraph stuff. And on the show, we talk about everything ranging from motion graphics to Cinema 4D, After Effects, plugins, render engines, doing business, doing taxes, being a contractor... Or working for the man. You can email us info at MoGraph.com. Let us know what you think about the show. Questions, comments, concerns, queries, grievances, artist suggestions, show topic ideas. We are on MoGraph.com. We're on YouTube.com slash MoGraph. We're on some of the other platforms as well, including TikTok, which uh, Lawrence is very familiar with, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so a uh, couple things we wanted to talk about from uh, for last week or do the, the week wrap up here. Uh, the first item on the list is that um, next week is going to be the Halloween episode, our yearly Halloween episode, Yay. with uh, Aryev and EJ doing the mm-hmm. green screen thing and our little, our little, I don't know what you call it, our lair, you know, <laughs> uh, and the uh, little cauld- cauldron and the, the, <laughs> the little cauldron magic with the joy mirror, joys, the joy joys, we yeah, passing out joys. candy. Uh, we would love for you to call in. Uh, it's going to be on Skype. The name is going to be MoGraph Calls if you want to uh, find that uh, ahead of time so you can call mm-hmm. in. Just make sure your video is on, you're in landscape mode and not portrait, mm-hmm. and uh, and that you're uh, ready to talk to us about... I don't know if we're going to do spooky client stories again. We should. But that was the most depressing episode. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was a little depressing. Um, I think probably what we'll do is uh, we'll just, you know, have people call in and say hi. Yep. You know, no big yep. deal. Um, maybe if, if you do have your costume, it is Halloween, so maybe you'll have it on mm-hmm. already. Or, you know, maybe you have something simple up. you can put on, you know. Yeah, what are you yep. going to be? I am uh, James from Team Rocket, mm. and Amy's going to be Jesse from Team Rocket, and then my kids are Pikachu and uh, Ash Ketchum. You know, mm. <laughs> very exciting. Ash Ketchum. <laughs> Ash Ketchum. Lawrence, you, you dressing up? You doing any? Uh, probably not, but <laughs> I want. I wanted to. Um, I want to do the whole Miles Morales thing. I've always yeah. wanted to do the whole Miles Morales thing, but never got around to it. Never got around. I was going to do it in 2017 Comic-Con, actually, uh-huh. uh, but I didn't wind up getting around to that one either. <laughs> you're in, but, uh, you're in New York, right? Aren't you? Uh, Jersey. Jersey. I'm okay, originally Jersey. from New York. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. The, the New York Comic-Con was actually just a couple of weeks ago, right? Yeah. 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 It falls on my birthday. That's how I always remember. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Happy belated birthday. Why, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be uh, dressed up as Hopper from Stranger Things next week, so that'll be interesting. I've been growing out mm-hmm. the beard. It is so uncomfortable. It is so <laughs> uncomfortable. Like, it's, you know, I even if I do grow it out, I usually kind of, like, trim it. But, mm-hmm. like, I hate when it grows past my lip. It's so itchy, and I can't stand it, and I'm ready to shave it off, but I'm doing it for the <laughs> part. You know? You got one more week. One more week. Well, one more week, and then you got to shave it, and then you can't, you know, sh- it's no shave November. Right. So you need to get it done, oh, like, that night, right. other word, otherwise, yeah. Or I could just, <laughs> you know, keep going. Just let but, it go. You know, let it go. I don't know. I don't know if I can handle that. Yeah. I'll just do opposite of November. <laughs> you just it's shave yeah. every day in November. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, fully Full beard clean. every other day. Yeah. You know, it'll just come <clears> back <throat> every other day. So... Uh, yeah, uh, call in, show us your costumes, 
Um, we would really love to hear from you. And then also, uh, I did some MoGraph TV updates this week as well. Um, yeah. So you're going to be seeing a lot of new content on there. There's some also some other new content that's coming soon. Uh, Jags has some new stuff. Winbush has some new stuff. We we couldn't find his um, we couldn't find his original masters. Uh, mm-hmm. So we were getting these 720 versions off of YouTube, and <laughs> it's not it's not great. So he found his masters. We're gonna put that in there. We got other show updates, and um, it's it, it's kind of complicated. But it, with MoGraph TV, I was basically throwing in scheduling for it every day, kind of like pushing the button on Lost. Mm-hmm. You know, it's right. like you have to be there and make sure that it keeps going. But um, through the magic of XML, I was able to. Mm-hmm do some crazy complicated voodoo stuff and then like end up with three months worth of scheduling where I don't have to touch it, you know, it's um, great, which is really nice. And, um, so there's going to be some great Maxon content on there. Your CR shows. We've got some new archives of our shows that'll be in there shortly. So, uh, turn it on, yank the knob off. Mm-hmm. 24-7 MoGraph. Everything you need. Need to make sure that all the uh, uh, previous year's episodes of the Halloween episode yes. happen at the end of next week. So they will be. So people can just watch all of them. Yeah. Yeah, you can put on MoGraph TV and watch probably, what, you know, at least six hours of yeah, at least Halloween six episodes. Hours. Yeah. <laughs> we have a lot of content. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, uh, so that's it on that. Also, I just wanted to recommend uh, Rev's new uh, Rubble Pack that he just yes. put up on Gum Road. Uh, make sure you check that out. Uh, I don't know if it's does he go Revelo or Reveal Revelo? Reveal, Rev, I think Revelo dot yeah. Make sure you check out his his pack. And I believe it's is it a free pack or does I'm it cost some? Check donations right only? It is. Yeah, it's it's free. Yeah, free assets released under creative commons cool and uh last thing we're gonna get it oh yeah there he is in the in the chat yeah check it out if you like it maybe he'll make more you know yeah so um and then the only other thing before we get into it uh i just you know wanted to (laughs) ask how nab east was looks like they were having fun yeah i had a lot of fun uh the the presentations were amazing you know um uh, Ingrid's uh, presentation was awesome. So, so good with the medical animations and stuff. Um, m- making super complex stuff like. Or, I saw easy, that. Basic. Oh, yeah. she was so good. And then Joe Herman with the hair tutorial and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't think hair could be that easy. And it was surprisingly easy, you know? And then, um, of course, EJ's. EJ's was awesome with all the new cloth stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah. Then we had a lot of fun in New York City. You know, we went and uh, met up with a bunch of people from camp, former campers. Yeah. Which was fun. And then we, uh, EJ just wanted to do karaoke karaoke so bad yeah so that's the th- the thing that i love about new york city is that uh, like literally anything you want to do is like within 10 blocks you know so yeah. we just we walked over from the bowling alley that we were at over to karaoke and did karaoke for a couple hours and you know ej had to sing getting jiggy with it without you dave man i was so sad, sad about that <laughs> that that was some fomo that and uh two yeah. bros pizza Two Bros Pizza, Man. the grossest pizza in all of New York City. It's the best <laughs> pizza. What are you talking about? Uh, nah. Just because so, it gives you heartburn doesn't mean it's bad. I mean, all pizza is good, honestly. Let's let's 
let's be truthful. I don't know about but there was this other uh, other place. It was like Italian something pizza that was on the the corner of 36th and 9th. It was it was excellent. Right next to Chef's a kiss. Uh, yeah, right next to a sushi place, and that sushi place was awesome. It's like, dude, they don't hold back. They they give you big pieces. So, well, anyway, yeah, had a lot of fun. You know, it was great I, I was, everyone too. Yeah, I, I kind of FOMO'd on that, you know, but uh, you know, I I needed to I needed to spend a little time at home, you know, at least for October. Um, yeah, dude, you've been traveling so much lately. Yeah, you know? next next year may be a lot of travel as well. So might we'll be see. a lot of travel. Yeah, we might have some fun announcements. You know. Yeah. So. so. We'll see where that goes. Mm-hmm. Um, Loris, let's get into you. Uh, Imaginerd 3D on TikTok. Yeah. That's <laughs> that's how I know you, anyway. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we have never met before today. This is the first time. So we're going to, like, hang out and, and like, meet each other. Um, <laughs> you know, we have... I, I don't know. We may have... I've at least liked a bunch of your stuff on, on oh, TikTok. Oh, definitely. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. I didn't know if you had really seen our channel or not, it, uh, you know, but... I'm pretty sure I've liked okay. a couple of things. No, <laughs> and, and the TikTok lot. algorithm, I still don't know how to use. <laughs> I, I really don't. It's, you know, I see it's someone with a box going viral with like 30 right. million views. And, you know, yeah. right. the most impressive animation you've ever seen in your life get 10. Like, <laughs> yeah. 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 Yep. Absolutely. And and I, I don't know how the algorithm works. I have noticed that there are now more 3D Cinema 4D, Blender, Unreal things on TikTok as more people are starting to create content. Mm Because we're so niche to begin with. I feel like when I first got Mm -hmm. on TikTok, there wasn't much in our realm. And it it seems to be finding me. Like, it it says, hey, do you want to add this 3D person? You know? Yeah, yeah. uh, So it's building steam, you know? Yeah, little by little. I think think it has a lot of potential as a community. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. Especially, I mean, I don't think many people are going to sit and watch a 10-minute TikTok, but I do know they have, you're allowed to upload that long. Mm -hmm, So I think eventually it's going to grow into something more, I guess, educational, something you can use, um, you know, for a little short-form things. I I will watch anytime, you know, one of those old, like, restoration videos where they restore, like, an old candy maker or, like, an old Tonka truck or something. I will watch the entire thing and i know i'm in for the long haul just because i like seeing the before and after it's beautiful a hundred percent i just saw them redo a cheese grater it was this mm-hmm. one where you kind of like turn i mm-hmm. watched all three minutes of it it was incredible yep. it was awesome <laughs> i think i, I just it. figured out what was going on with our with our uh, our audio just popped was in that? my head i mark was on last week yes and so it defaulted to a, an input that wasn't there which was probably mm. the all streams feed gotcha. because i hadn't put you back okay sorry sorry that's where my head is you know like are they talking about giving been- tiktok the ban hammer today nah, it won't happen Who? i don't think it'll well, happen. i keep hearing about that I, people yeah, i mean we've been hearing the that the past year two oh, yeah. two years you know yeah it's not gonna happen yeah trump wanted to get rid of it or something or yeah. ban them and then I, I keep hearing that i don't see how I don't see how and I don't see why, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess China is the reason people don't like it. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you see how many TikTok creators 
try really hard and they'll build up an account for two years and all of a sudden it gets banned for no reason and that yeah. makes yeah. me a little weary you yeah. Know? yeah i'd be scared yeah. as imagine getting like 1.2 million followers and suddenly no no longer have an account like i'd right oh my gosh right yeah. <laughs> what a waste <laughs> and, and I it's have, like yeah. it, i mean okay so if the chinese government uh, you know it, has control or whatever sees tiktok or whatever how is that any different than like facebook and right. instagram and you know whatever yeah. it's yeah yeah, yeah. H- have you had any like uh content problems where you had to dispute things on your channel me no not not so far thankfully then again i haven't had i've only recently been sort of kind of picking up on engagement little mm-hmm. by little um, I go for that kind of 10% range in terms of, you know, like to view ratio. But so far, I haven't really gotten it. But I have heard people, even with low views, are getting, you know, banned or restricted for whatever kind of content yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Even though that content isn't even in the video. Mm-hmm. And you'll yeah. send something out to the, the mods and it's like, okay, we'll get back with you. And then they, if they get back with you, they're like, no, we, we still stand by what we said. And I'm like, I gave you all this info tell you exactly what happened and i swear it's just bots doing the moderation oh, guaranteed guaranteed yeah. they have the most advanced bots in the market honestly yeah. i believe mm-hmm. it it's, yeah. it's, so you can't even ask a question you can't even you know but mm. anyway so so your tiktoks are mostly about blender but yes they are also about modeling and you know there, of course, are the Cinema 4D people and the Blender people and the Unreal people and then the everything people. Mm-hmm. And um, we're not anti-Blender by any means. We're just Mm-mm. in Cinema 4D and just... Honestly, what we always say is we don't have a reason to go to Blender if we for anything. If I had a specific reason to go to Blender, you know, yeah. I've opened it before, I would go to mm-hmm. it. But it's hard I for used somebody it back my in the age day, to switch. <laughs> I used it back in the day for, like... Uh, instead of using real flow because yeah. blender had built in you know water stuff mm-hmm. you know so i've used that previously i actually have some of that in my demo reel you know oh, oh yeah i can say i've used blender it's in my demo reel <laughs> <laughs> right on the resume yeah. <laughs> right yeah. and so but the thing is like in general i i still like to watch blender content because it's not just about the software it's about the ideas right mm-hmm. like yeah. you know you you might talk about like you had one the other day you were talking about uh three different types of modeling in blender you know oh yeah and, sculpting yeah yeah, yeah 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 and i guess what are the three there's uh you can use the um, Blender, at least, yeah, the Dynatopo, which is uh, dynamic topology. Mm-hmm. So, you know, create geom- geometry where there wasn't any before, but you get really messy topo um, topology. But and is then that you have, using, hmm? like, material nodes or something like that? Sorry. No, uh, no, no, it's fine. Um, so basically, when you, let's say you just have a cube, you go mm-hmm. into the sculpting tab, and you would just select Dynatopo. So this is a flat cube. It has, you know... Six sides, nothing special about it, mm-hmm. no extra geometry. If you turn on Dynatopo, you can just draw the geometry on. So it'll sculpt as if it's, you know, based on a level of quality you put in. It'll okay. just sculpt that detail in without you having to add subdivisions or anything like that. That is similar to um, Sculptress Pro in uh, ZBrush, it sounds like. Yeah, so, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. still new at ZBrush, but from what I remember, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and there's um, so that's I I use that type the least honestly because 
um, I'm not a fan of you know the messy topology it creates. And sure. I, yeah. And for some, I I don't really sculpt a lot of organic stuff. Most of the sculpting I do is usually for props, like any mm-hmm. kind of semi-organic props or stylized things. I'll use sculpting just to put the details in. You know, I bake the normals later. Um, for uh, so I usually use the second or the third step, which is um, type, which is remesh, um, mm-hmm. where you just, you know, you remesh, you add geometry, and it just adds geometry to the entire mesh, but it can mess your corners up a little, um, but it'll mm-hmm. add a ton of um, geo that you can sculpt over. Um, but my favorite is multi-resolution, and I'm not sure if ZBrush has something like this, and I know Cinema 40, I think, has some sculpting capabilities as well, so I'm not sure if there's something like this, but... Essentially, it's a subdivision model um, modifier that allows you to use the subdivisions in layers or levels. Mm-hmm. So let's say you turn up the subdivisions to level five. I know um, Dave looks like he has the video up here. Um, mm-hmm. So essentially, you put the subdivision level up to whatever you want. And without having to apply the modifier or apply the geometry onto the mesh, you can sculpt as if that geometry existed. But you can mm-hmm. always go back to a lower level. Um, and it'll get blurrier or lower quality, but it helps you create nice and easy high poly meshes and low poly meshes at the same time. That's uh, so interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 definitely my most commonly used um, for getting those that clean topo. If you're just doing like a log, you're sculpting or something like that. Yeah, style. yeah, yeah. yeah. That's but, cool. Yeah, no, it's it's. I wish fun. there was more of. Uh, I I I'm. I want them to bring some of these uh, sculpting things in from ZBrush into Cinema 4D. I mean, now that they, you know, are the same company, basically. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <know>? Love <laughs> yeah. to see that. But that, uh, yeah, that uh, dynamic one or whatever, uh, The that's cool. That's super cool. Yeah. yeah. Do they have... Um, like what is it voxel based uh modeling as well similar to like uh in cinema what is it it's the 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 mesher and the builder and stuff like that uh i haven't uh, i'll be honest i haven't used anything but from the closest i can imagine not mm-hmm. necessarily modeling from scratch but it's more so like a retopology formed modifier is the remesh modifier which mm-hmm. allows you to remesh it in voxels but in terms oh, cool. of modeling from the ground up I, or sculpting from the ground up in that I don't mm-hmm. think so but now that you mentioned I remember someone posting to Twitter something like I wish Blender had this kind of feature this is the one reason I stick to ZBrush or something like that yeah. they mentioned yeah. um, <clears throat> I forgot what it is but um, did ZBrush re- uh, not ZBrush, didn't Cinema 4D just recently get, well because of the I guess merger, the Z remesher built we in we got the Z remesher, yeah uh, boy yeah, it's, really, it's really great oh I'm man jealous. it's so good it's yeah. so so good it yeah. allows me to be incredibly sloppy with everything that I'm building right? you know and then I put it all into like a voxel th- uh, you know thing in, in cinema and then after it makes garbage geometry out of it mm-hmm. I just remesh the whole thing and yep. yeah it, it's that great. was the thing that I had been asking for forever you know because it'll create really clean topology once you use the volume measure which is great yeah so yeah, but you actually know how to model correctly. 
<laughs> uh, <laughs> sometimes sometimes i feel like i've never modeled before but <laughs> yeah hey this is dave i just wanted to stop for a moment and thank our sponsor otoy the creators of render network and of course octane but i don't have to tell you that you know who they are you see the results of their render engine all over the interwebs and we're very grateful that they're supporting what we're doing at mograph.com from this podcast to MoGraph TV, to events like local meetups and Camp MoGraph and all our community building efforts. We can't wait to show you what's in store, all thanks to their support. Go check them out at otoy.com. Now back to the madness. I mean, some of the stuff that I see on your TikTok that you're showing off, you know, like uh, I, you've been showing off stuff like this tire and you, this is your website. Uh, yeah, yeah, thank you. And, and, and your website, I guess, is the best place to like see your work and, and stuff, yeah, right? You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, just looking at this stuff, and I know you show a lot of um, examples of it um, as well in your TikToks, and um, yeah. I really love what you're showing. Thank you. I, I'm trying to, um, I guess, get more used to because I feel like, especially in you know, in terms of time, like free time available and stuff, I feel like, like, what can I take that I'm already doing? and make it content out of it instead of right. like dedicating so much extra time, at least for now, into yeah. creating individual, you know? So I'm like, all right, let me show a process I did to get this kind of topology on this model or, you know, just yeah. kind of little, and those seem to be my most popular videos. So I'm like, I guess people just, it seems they like the process, at least on TikTok, more than they like the final result, it seems. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. At least I'm finding, yeah. Yeah, a lot of but, people want to see that almost like, you know, the behind the scenes on it, you know. And yeah, it's, yeah. It's easy to do a quick 30-second TikTok on something that you've just been working on, too. Yeah. Know? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm constantly saving things on TikTok. I'll probably never get to half of them, but, you know, <laughs> saving yeah. all the 3D things or or even saving stuff that I'm, that's not 3D related where I'm like, hey, that's a good idea. I should that's do that. That's a good life hack yeah, in 3D, yeah. you know, or, yeah. or here's a trend that I could do or something, right. you know. But, a lot of that. Yeah. Did you all happen to see the... Uh, the thing that was created in Blender where basically it follows a spline and it basically creates like a river from yeah, it. I, no. Yeah. I, um, Insane. Let me see if I can find it, Dave, and yeah, you can bring yeah, it up it because uh, I know Winbush posted it on Twitter and he was talking about, he said, basically cinema needs to get on this. <laughs> <laughs> so and what then, is it? Yeah. yeah. And then it's, what else? It's basically using like a generator or something like that in order, uh, to create here we go here i'll put it in the chat now now is some of this stuff are is this like in blender or is this a plugin because i know a lot of plugins you have to buy uh, or... it's geometry nodes yeah so, directly in blender okay. yep yeah okay it's in like this. it's okay. so crazy cool this is also, I guess, to preface, this is also like genius Blender user. Because <laughs> I, have, I have no clue how they even came about doing something like this. I'm sure they'll release a tutorial at some point or, you know, sell it on Gumroad. Open yeah. source. But, oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Has, wow. I mean, that's insane, right? A flow map or something. I don't know how they did yeah. that. <laughs> so you just... But look, you just... Line. Oh my gosh! <laughs> wow! Right? Insane. I, oh, I, yeah. I saw. I actually, yeah. I follow Winbush. I saw him post this, and then I saw him retweet. If you check, I think it was yesterday. He retweeted someone figured out to do like yeah. a, a rudimentary, like early first draft version in yeah, Cinema that's, 4D. Yeah, that second one, Dave, that I sent. Yeah, I'm like, wow, wow that was quick. <laughs> Right. See, I'm I'm looking yeah. at it. I'm like, okay, so these rocks are probably some forms of instances, but like the water. Mm -hmm. Is that right. 
is there and how are you creating like the the white caps with it and stuff like right. that that's crazy i'm thinking oh. like height displacement but i have like in terms of like height value like or oh, if it's this amount i guess you use foam i I'm not, i have no clue honestly yeah I'm just no idea yeah wow <laughs> red all right that's a like, river of yeah. blood <laughs> I need blood river that's a level wow. of proceduralism that I I love that um, is going into Blender. It's nowhere right. even remotely near Houdini or anything like right. that. But it's nice to see that you can at least get an introduction of these concepts. You know, right? Right. And the and fact that it's like yeah. running real time while you're making adjustments and stuff—that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And then there is a time to go to Blender, but anything that can make me not have—I'm sorry, not Blender, uh, Houdini. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Houdini, but anytime there's something that can keep me from having to try and figure out something in Houdini, which usually means I have to go to somebody else to do it. Oh. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I mean, it's just like the cloth stuff, for example, you know? Mm-hmm. The cloth stuff that uh, Maxon has put in the latest couple versions yes. is just, I mean, everything so EJ is showing off, it's so good. And, and you know... It, he made a comment about you know how fast it is and a lot of people are like well yeah it's fast but then you know at the same time you know you don't have this and that control it's like i get that i understand Mm -hmm, that but there is a point where it's like okay do i need uh to have a freaking you know masters in physics to figure this out or can i just do something easy and not have to leave cinema you know and uh it's there's a time and a place for for all types of sims and like if i'm doing mm-hmm. cloth the first thing i'm going to do is try and do it in cinema i'm not going to go yeah. hey i'm going to do this in houdini first you know yeah. and try and do it in my 3d software before in my in my 3d software of choice first hmm. so man well yeah, yeah that's so cool for the job who figured this out in uh cinema i don't think it was done in cinema i think they were showing it off how to do oh well yeah c4d very early verification me, yeah. prototype yeah wow no so interactive foam shader. You're not showing this stream. Oh, I was. I had been. <laughs> oh, you were. Okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I had been up there. Um, oh, see, I'm not sending... Am I sending you this? Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, so, um, so, so tell us more about your background. Tell us, like, how you got started in this in, in the first place. Sure, sure. It's, um, it's a long story, but I'll try and condense. Um, well, I spent about... 10 years, about a decade in pre-hospital emergency medicine, um, oh, wow. also known as EMS. Yeah. Um, and I treated patients throughout that time. And um, for about six of those years, I was also an educator. So I worked in education, a lot of American Heart Association stuff, uh, medical education. I taught at a couple of nursing schools, medical schools, nothing like advanced courses. I was not some physician, PhD, you know, sure. <laughs> whatever it was. Um, but I worked in the field often. I started in basic kind of 911 and transport, like a lot of do. And then I went up to kind of critical care and pediatric um, intensive care uh, units. So we would go through like interstate, so like um, within the tri-state area. So my shift would start in, you know, central Jersey and I'd wind up in Philly at a children's hospital or in Manhattan at New York Press and things like that. And then um, all between. Um, so it was all over the place. But uh, I had always had a love for the arts, you know, media, things like that. Um, I originally went to NJIT in um, New Jersey for 
engineering uh, for a couple of years. Oh, okay. Um, as you can imagine, the cost was absolutely ridiculous. Um, <laughs> and um, a number of other things. So after a couple of years, um, I wound up on my own, um, you know, financially and everything fully. And I had kind of, I, I cling to the one thing I had at the time. And that was, I was volunteering in EMS um, at like a local, you know, smaller unit. And I had a lot of friends that were either going to medical school, you know, they were older than me, of course, and things like that. And they kind of coached me through, hey, maybe you should, you know, in the meantime, make some money, do some, you know, whatever it is and build this up. So I went the certification license route of education and Mm -hmm. got a ton of certifications, licenses kind of built up from that. And, you know, wound up becoming this whole career. And, um, about I want to say six years in I had this idea to start a small business and um, in teaching you know I was already teaching at the hospitals and stuff like that but I wanted to do something independently basic stuff like stuff that I could manage easily like CPR and you know like courses like that first aid stuff for companies and um, like offices and warehouses and things Um, and to do that I needed you know at the time it was mid 2000s tens and I needed a like a website Um, so I needed you know business cards and all this other stuff and you know I was already you know working 80 90 hours a week because it's normal in medicine Mm -hmm. and I was like I don't have the time or the money to spare to pay people to do this so I went to the internet and (laughs) I I learned what is graphic design how to graphic design how to make (laughs) a business card (laughs) you know whatever it was graphic design (laughs) (laughs) this is back when i thought you know like i would go on vista print and i'm like oh my gosh these these designs are incredible these are the most amazing things i've ever seen (laughs) so i kind of um i started to learn like the very basics of design i was by no means a graphic designer but enough that i could you know, go to Wix and make a website that didn't look like it was made in 1995. Right. Sure. You know, I could, you know, just understand like how layout worked, you know, colors to use, things like that, how to attract people to a page, yada, yada. Um, and I started working with that. And I, I continued with that. And that was around, I want to say, 2017 that I started this business. It was called Pulse Education. It was LLC and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had, you know, started with that. And then in 2018, I got, um, I was looking through a tutorial. I forgot what I was doing. I was trying to learn how to do something graphic design and Udacity popped up, um, you know, that online school for like coding and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. And this is when I started looking through, I was like, what's UI and, you know, UX and what's this stuff? And I saw a course, it was um, Android Studio Basics, you know, software development, uh, and you could apply for a scholarship. And I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Is this design? You know, I didn't really know anything about it. Like, oh, you can design, but with like code. That's cool. Yeah. So I applied. I got the scholarship. Thankfully, it was for um, in 20. And now this is 2018. And um, I'd gone through the course. They taught us the basics of like design layout, like pixel space between like elements, UI elements, stuff like that. XML, a little bit of Java. Um, And that went on for about, you know, the course ran for about three to six months. I finished it in about like four and a half or so. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, this is amazing. And during this time, of course, I was still working in um, medicine. And I was like, um, how can I apply this to what I'm doing now? Um, there was no realistic way. It had nothing to do with treating patients. But I wanted to test out some things. So I started building, you know, learning how to build my own apps. I built this um, this app. Oh, I wish I had. I think I have like a video of it or it's on one of my old phones I have in my drawer. Um, I built a small app on. It was like a counter sort of like a procedural counter to see how you can um 
uh, do a procedure what's known as rapid sequence intubation. So, you know, tube down the throat kind of thing. You see it in Hollywood. It was like, you know, from start, which medication you're choosing, and it started a timer, and they would go through because these are time procedures, Mm -hmm. and they would kind of like help to increase speed and kind of organize, and it would organize a list on screen of what medication you chose, what dosage, and stuff like that. Um, Interesting. And I, I did that, and I um, at the time I was part of the clinical leadership board uh, for the hospital I was working at, and I presented it to them, and they didn't take it. I didn't know what I, what my <laughs> what my goal with that was, but I was, I, I realized after that um, I wasn't like put down or anything. I realized after that it's like wow, I really love designing things, like making things that people can view and use. You know, even if they don't use it in that case, but this is really cool. So that's when I learned about um, After Effects, actually, because once again, I was going through just Mm -hmm. surfing through YouTube tutorials. I'm like, what's After Effects? What's motion graphics? So, you know, got the Creative Cloud subscription and everything (laughs) and, um, you know, immediately lost all my money. No. um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but no, I uh, no. So I went through and I was like, wow, this program is amazing. And I made little like 2D ambulance driving on a little road. And I <laughs> learned how to use, you know, lines and turn them into dots and make it look like the roads moving and stuff like that. And, you know, and I was like, wow, this is really cool. So I kind of kept playing around with that. Um, and then after that, you know, you search enough motion graphics tutorials, you'll wind up on something that's 3D. And that's when I was introduced to Video Copilot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, and I saw his tutorial on the planet Earth. The yeah. true bird that oh, I yeah. Fly from oh, yeah, space. Yeah. 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 And I was like, wow, this is amazing. Um, and then I did the tutorial. I was like, wow, this is great. I'm like, there's got to be an easier way to do this, like 3D-wise, like mm-hmm. this 3D stuff. Saw the Element 3D. I didn't you know, want to dump any money or anything into it at the time. And... Um, by the and way, just like, real quick, yeah. I did see Andrew Kramer in New York City, and he gave me a teaser of the updated element. It's oh. pretty. Yeah. Uh, anyway, go ahead. Ooh, are you supposed to be saying that? Jeez. I don't know. <laughs> oh man. We won't tell. It, it's but, it would it, as of right now it would be like saying he showed me Nebula. <laughs> that means uh, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I um, so I kind of looked at that, and I I did a couple like tutorials on how to like kind of fake three D and. Um, After Effects, but I didn't Mm -hmm. really play around with that much uh, yet. Um, And this was, so I, so this is, mind you, around like 2018 to 2019 now. And I was getting to the point where I was like, okay, you know, I want to get off the road in terms of um, being out in the field. I want to go more towards education, pay attention more to the business I started. And also, you know, on a side note, my health had started to diminish, um, I now live like with a bit of a physical disability, but um, due to you know stress of the job, you know genetic condition, things like that, so it was kind of pushed to a certain point. So I was like, you know what, this is the universe telling me I think it's time to make a leap and yeah. kind of see where I can take my career now. And um, especially a person without a formal degree and you know very self-taught and everything. So mm-hmm. I decided to. I was like, you know what, let me go more so into education. So for a short period of time. I worked uh, for a medical school uh, working in simulation. So, you know, simulation in terms of like, you know, those 
mannequins that you see and stuff like that um, mm-hmm. in medical shows they practice on. Well, these were, each mannequin was like one to $200,000 each. Like these are Jeez. real, like the pupils dilate. You can, you know, check a pulse. They talk back to you through a separate mic and there's there's tons of stuff. You can get wow. heart rhythms on. You could deliver babies. I'm, I'm telling you, these were a whole nother level. <laughs> All right. I, yeah, it was cool. It was really cool. Um, and that was uh, when I was working in the city in Manhattan and, you know, the commute and everything physical issues as well yeah. and i was like um so i was like okay maybe maybe this wasn't you know the right move maybe i should you know and this is when i was taking a break from motion graphics or anything i was learning graphic design all that stuff and my partner um at the time still currently uh she's a graphic designer um she works for a small studio um well now she works in tech sorry um mm-hmm. as a designer and um and she had really encouraged me. She's like, you know what? If you ever need like coaching through stuff, um, you want to learn a bit more. It's a great field. You'd be great at it because she's seen the stuff I played around with, and mm-hmm. you know that was a huge support system. And I had some money saved, and I was going through. Um, uh, you know, I still had my business, and I was still teaching, which is something I could still do regularly, thankfully. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, all right, you know what? Let me really take this leap. No plan B. All in. You know, head first. Um, and I found Blender. Once again, on my YouTube tutorial trips, I found mm-hmm. Blender and I did this cloth animation tutorial. I think it was by this guy, um, Olav3D, I think he was called. It was the coolest thing I've ever seen. And then when like the cloth revealed over this bowl, it was extremely basic. I went into <laughs> After Effects and I did like a like a, a mask wipe on it. So like the cloth would wipe on the letters. I'm like, oh, uh-huh. I'm a 3D artist. No one will ever <laughs> taught me again. No, right. but <laughs> no, but and from there i just you know did tutorial after tutorial every single second i had i was doing a tutorial when i wasn't like doing um like class prep or lesson plans or business related stuff or um occasionally working in the field i was doing blender and um it was constant a, a little probably a little too much but it was constant <laughs> and um at the time my partner uh, when she did work for a small studio um i had um uh, she, she, I had asked her, I was like, so what do you think of this stuff? Do I actually have like a career? Is there a way, maybe can you ask your, your boss, uh, her boss at the time, there's two of them, you know, it was a, a, a co-owned uh, studio. And I was like, could you ask them to look at, you know, what I'm doing and see if I have any kind of future in this, like 3D related. And they did some 3D stuff at the studio. Um, not a lot, but a little bit. And he's like, she's like, sure. So she showed them um, the stuff and I got an email uh, from one of them is like, hey, you want to come in and just like sit for an hour and talk? And not like an interview, nothing like that. It was just, hey, you want to just sit for and talk? It's like, I'd like to give you some feedback on your um, your portfolio. And this was That's in cool. 20. Yeah, this was great. And this was before the pandemic. Um, so this was end of 2019, like way end around Christmas time. And this is when I just started. This was like a month or two into Blender. So like early January 2020, around there. And they're like, um, sure. So I came in and we sat and we talked and he walked through. It was the worst work. No one will ever see that <laughs> real ever. <laughs> I guarantee it. Um, and he went through with it and then, you know, he said, you know, this and that, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, keep in touch with me. So every single month um, from then on, I sent him throughout 2020, I sent him everything I was doing. So a little update. I did this little project, sent it to him. It would usually take like a few weeks for him to get back to me because he's a busy guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but he'd get back with a little bit of feedback and he saw how I kind of improved time and time again. Mm-hmm. And then about a year later, um, 
through the pandemic, which was definitely a tough time, but through the pandemic, um, my partner had already, had already left, um, was leaving there because she got a different um, job. And they asked her, they emailed her and our messenger on Slack like, hey, would it be, are you still dating Lawrence? And she's like, yeah. And it's like, <laughs> it's like, would it be okay if we ask him to come in and talk about his work again? And they're like, oh yeah, I think he'd love that. So they contacted me and I came in. I, I, I really wasn't even aware it was an interview. And mm -hmm. I went in um, and we talked about my work. They said, and towards the end, they were like, full disclosure, we have a client coming on who's doing a lot of educational stuff and we want to get more into 3D and everything like that. And we see mm -hmm. how you've been improving over time. You've been sending us stuff, keeping in touch. Um, you know, we tried doing like a little bit of freelance stuff like with them before that. Mm -hmm. um, because during that time, I was still trying to freelance like Upwork, you know, the usual stuff, just right. trying yeah. to get little contract commissions. And um, and they were like, hey, um, it's like, yeah, we would this be something you'd like to do for a living? And I was like, absolutely. Um, so, you know, they gave me that, you know, the privilege of that having that opportunity and they kind of jumped me in. Um, so about a month later, I started working there, May in 2021. Um, I started working at the studio full time as a 3D artist and kind of a generalist. And um, I primarily work on like education related content. So I was gonna say, I feel like yeah. the education background definitely yeah. gave you a leg up on that. <laughs> yeah, 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 I think so. Um, it helped me kind of ease in because it felt like I was able to not completely abandon what I spent 10 years doing. You know, mm -hmm. it didn't feel like a waste or anything. It felt like, okay, I'm in a way I'm kind of combining the things that I loved with the thing that I'm now finding love in. Mm -hmm. And, um, and yeah, and then since then I've been working there and um, trying to create personal work, but finding time and energy, as I'm sure I don't have to tell either of you, is mm -hmm. pretty damn difficult. But um, but yeah, slowly improving, just trying to kind of make a little name for myself and get better. But yeah. That's an yeah. awesome story. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Like, I mean, it's 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 the, I don't know if you know David Ariev at all, but like he was in school for you know, uh, neuroscience, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. and he loved doing videos, you know, and yeah. he completely moved over to that. I just, I, I absolutely love it because, you know, most of the stories that we hear from people are, oh yeah, I, I, you know, went to school. I love drawing. So I went to school yeah. and yeah. I, and you I know, learned to 3D. draw and I got into yeah. graphic design, you know, but it's like, that's a completely different background <laughs> and to see, you know, your love for it is just, that's inspiring. And the, okay. the thing I that I, that. I I, th I want to say it was Ryan Summers at the first Camp MoGraph. I think he asked some question like, "Who originally set out to be a motion designer? a motion designer?" Yeah, you know, yeah. and <laughs> I, you know, it's a little different now. Like I would say, like most most people who are like late thirties and in their forties probably mm -hmm. were not aiming for that. You know, yeah. originally, because there were not classes for it and things like there are now. Mm -hmm. You know, there weren't the resources available. And it's really interesting to hear, you know, people's stories of, of what weird side thing got them where they are yeah. now. You know, mm -hmm. like in, yeah. in hindsight, it, it's, it's obvious, but, you know, you could have never, you would have never told me when I was in school for video and I'm sitting there learning about, you know, Citizen Kane. That right. <laughs> what are we doing now? Um, and then you know, and then you throw in the NFT stuff on top of that, and yeah. it's like I never thought I'd be talking about blockchain, crypto, blah blah blah. When I sat down and said, "Oh, mm -hmm. I like this Cinema 4D thing," you know, mm -hmm. 
I like uh, shooting video. Yeah. Let's get into blockchain technology. Right. Okay. I mean, I do, I do certainly remember the OG days of YouTube, the four by three days, I guess mm -hmm. you can call them. Mm -hmm. um, I did try and make like, this is when I was kind of stretching my creative. As a kid, you know, I had the family computer I kept breaking. Um, but, yep. <laughs> you know, you I make keep downloading little... torrented files and they have, you uh, know. BitTorrent, yeah. 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 <laughs> LimeWire. <laughs> oh, no, LimeWire. Is just, <laughs> yeah, you're just asking for it with LimeWire. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'd make my little AMVs, you know, Dragon Ball Z with the Linkin Park music over them, and that was my first yeah. Windows Movie Maker. That was it. Right. That, yeah. was, uh, that was the that was the, the style. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, and I, I never thought it would lead me to. I'm definitely not where I want to be, but mm -hmm. I'm a hell of a lot further than I thought I'd get. So was there was there any sort of regret, you know, about completely switching gears and going to something else, or was it like, no, my love for Relief. this. Is yeah or relief? Yeah, you yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I, I guess the best way to answer is kind of a little bit of all of them. Uh, mm -hmm. There's definitely the regret, if I'm being honest, in terms of you know I kind of wish I started this ten years ago. You know, yeah, I wish right. I whatever it is. I, get I mean, that. I get yeah, that. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah, like like life is different. Life happens. You do what you got to do. You know, things rarely ever go our ways, and it definitely didn't go mine when I was young. Um, so you know, regret in I wish that I, I started earlier, and in some ways, I definitely could have, even with the stuff I was dealing with, I definitely could have started to some degree. But um, it's mostly uh, uh, relief in the fact yeah. that I was able to find something, yeah. you know, um, especially what was going on with my personal health and things like that. Um, you feel lost. You're not really sure where to, you know, whatever it was. And it's not that you know, design and animation in 3D was my home, it was just like, oh, wow, you know, there's also this. And just being able to do that kind of gave me the confidence in that, you know, Lord forbid I gotta do this again, you know, this whole process again. Right. I've done it once before, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know, if I found this by accident, who knows what else I'll find by accident, you know, especially with careers and everything changing nowadays and remote work. Um, yeah. That's mm -hmm. something I had to get used to because I work remotely now. Um, and I love it, but oh, <laughs> yeah, it's the best. The best. Yes. My goodness. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but, uh, yeah. You did, uh, this, this, uh, card, it's Cardi cardiac monitor, Ooh. right? Cardiac monitor. Yes. Um, yes. The life pack 15. <laughs> and I remember seeing this. Oh wait, that's a different project there. I remember seeing this, uh, on your TikTok Cause I think you were going to going through it. I think. If I remember correctly, because this is a little while back, you would yeah. you posted some updates while you were building this, if, if I remember that correctly. But um, I just remember noticing, you know, the attention to detail and everything on it. As far as modeling in Blender, you know, I, mm -hmm. I you know from what I've seen, you've got a really good technique, and your whole process is very um, methodical. Like, did you learn this? somewhere like how did you learn how to do the the stuff in blender the modeling the uv unwrapping all of that is it tutorials um, or a lot of it was um a mix of tutorials and um like twitter like i spent a lot of time on twitter that's the main social media i use um i had the opportunity to connect with a lot of people especially in the games industry and so much modeling like uh, i i think um in my personal work, a lot of my stuff is modeling in general, mm -hmm. and um, I try to model whenever I can. Um, of course, unless client working, you just download a model or buy one. Right. Um, but I, I like to model as much as possible um, because 
I enjoy it the most and I think that's I spent the most amount of time on it and I learned a lot from the games industry like ArtStation not even ArtStation learning I would just kind of go through other people's portfolios and kind of look at how they did things mm-hmm. um, just kind of go through tutorials and a lot of trial and error and pulling my hair out because <laughs> hard surface modeling you know as I think drives everyone nuts yeah. um, but I just kind of tried to uh, learn you know, off of that, and I would go to Sketchfab often. Sketchfab yeah. is somewhere I spent a lot of time, um, and I would just, you know, and thankfully they have the viewer feature where you can just go through every, like, look at people's wireframes, see, it's like, oh, I have a curve like this on my model. Look how you can oh, connect okay. it, and All stuff right. like that. Um, but yeah, that model you saw actually, uh, what I posted on TikTok, here's the social media lie. No, I had made that in <laughs> March of 2021. Um, <laughs> and um, I remember I'd gotten a Sketchfab staff pick for it. It it was the first time I ever got any kind of recognition, like or like a uh-huh. model thing. And I had actually made that for you know I was testing some stuff with um, medical visualization with some old EMS educators uh, friends of mine, and um, I was like showing them you know examples of how you can put you know the cardiac rhythms on the screen and like the different things to learn how to use the monitor and stuff uh-huh. like that. Um, so it was cool. It was it was it was a lot of fun, and I, I love hard surface modeling. Ever considered getting into, you know, with the medical background, ever considered getting into, like, medical, you know, 3D illustrations and stuff like that? I definitely thought of it. Um, I I initially, that was the first thing I had thought of. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and I had, I remember I had freelanced um, at one point uh, for a couple times, for a couple, uh, like, small projects, like medical, um, mm-hmm. more so scientific Um, animation where I would just like you know help with models and like a little bit of rigging and things like that Mm -hmm. and um, and I enjoyed that um, but I know the industry and I've and that's part of the reasons why I've actually jumped back into learning a bit more with Maya um, and Mm -hmm. a little bit of Houdini because I know the industry Mm -hmm. mostly focuses on a Maya and like Houdini for effects like workflow very procedural workflow Um, Blender of course isn't used Um, that I do it well, is not used. often, yeah, for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah not yeah. as often as the other ones, yeah. yes. Um, but I do get to do some with the educational um, stuff that I do for work. Um, mm-hmm. I can't really show anything yet. I did do a, sure. uh, one fairly recent on my portfolio. There wasn't, It wasn't really a medical animation-focused episode. It was just about the brain and a little bit about the nervous system. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to make a few animations for that. Um, but I have thought about it. Um, I know it's a lucrative area, too, because it's niche yeah. Uh, yeah. as well. <laughs> So I, I've been thinking more about it recently, um, at least for professional work. In terms mm-hmm. of personal work, I still love, you know, playing around in Unreal Engine, learning more about environment art and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Everybody but, that uh, we talk to who's in the medical field, for the most part, not all of them, but, you know, a lot of them have that same kind of a journey where they actually have mm-hmm. that medical background. It's such yeah. a it's such a huge thing. Like, if you're going to go e- even do freelance for companies, if mm-hmm. they know that that's where you come from, like, it makes, like, a huge difference. Yeah. You know, like, I think that you would probably, you know, have some great credibility going into something like that, you know. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Um, have you thought about trying out Cinema 4D a little bit, or you know? You know? <laughs> I, I no, it's it's funny you mentioned. I definitely have. I have visited the School of Motion website like at least six times in the past mm-hmm. week. Um, I signed up for like the newsletter and everything, and I've been seriously considering looking at um, more he into learning course. about Cinema 4D. Yeah, I'd seen, yeah, I'd seen his course, and I know they have the the new um, self-driven one, the lights, camera, render one that they recently put up. Yeah. 
That, that is David. The that's advanced one, though. Yeah, that yeah. one's David Arya. That's you David will Aria. need to know a fair amount of Cinema mm. 4D before An you jump octane. into that. Uh, okay, yeah. yeah. I've, I've, I've only ever used Octane a couple times, and it was just mm-hmm. for personal stuff, and that's the Blender ber- version, which they haven't even right. updated, yeah. really. Yeah. 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 But um, I mostly want to learn a lot about, um, not a lo- well, learn more about Redshift and um, the Cinema 4D workflow, especially since I started this past year. Um, I started uh, with a Houdini license just to like mm-hmm. get a feel for it, and um, they had the indie one, which was inexpensive, which I love yeah. how they make accessible, yeah. um, even for commercial work, which I thought was great. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Not that I have any use for it yet, um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but in terms of quality. But yeah, so I've been going through a lot of experiments, just kind of training my mind to think procedurally. Math was never my 100%. Sure. I, I can, you know, dose the hell out of a medication, but I can't really... <laughs> yeah, I, right. What's 4 plus 5? No, but... Right. Uh, but so I'm trying to, you think in you know, CCs, right? Cubic yeah. centimeters, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but yeah, so I would... Um, so I looked into that and rendering... I've tried rendering a couple things in like Karma, for instance, and stuff, and I didn't really like... I don't know if this is like a broadly accepted thing, but I don't really like rendering in, cinem- in Houdini. Uh, I find it at least as of now as a very novice user um so i wanted to like try out a third-party rendering engine which would be like i guess uh, redshift in Mm -hmm. combination a lot of the tutorials and education and the courses that i see for houdini deal with redshift like every time i go it's always redshift redshift i'm like maybe Mm -hmm. i should learn redshift Um, i i enjoy redshift a lot i have i've recently jumped into arnold you know to try that out and I, I got to tell you, I am very surprised at the speed of the CPU. You know, the C, the CPU just by itself, if you're just, you know, turning your camera around and just doing stuff, like, it's surprisingly fast. You know, even jumping into the GPU, the GPU is still fast, too. You know, yeah, but yeah. I was really impressed with how fast the CPU was able to work. Hi, my name is Sashia Dumont. I'm a writer, actor, and filmmaker. Hi, my name is Paul Robinson. I'm a director, DP, and filmmaker. We are the creators and hosts of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, an online source for all things indie film. We are a husband and wife film team and co-owners of Send3 Productions, and we started this podcast for filmmakers like ourselves who were producing on micro-budgets with Skeleton Crews. Go Gorilla is a weekly podcast that features various talents in TV, film, and web series productions. We've interviewed filmmaker powerhouses like Kestrin Pantera, Richard Raymond, Alex Ferrari, Cassandra Ebner, and Ryan Connolly. Amazing actors like Hannah Ward, Lou Taylor Pucci, Chris Wataski, and Eileen Gruba. Groundbreaking cinematographers like Jody Lee Lipes and Jessica Lee Gagne, and many more. We also offer weekly reviews of our favorite films and shows, which vary from low-budget first-time filmmakers to A-listers and everyone in between. Go Gorilla is proud to announce that we have officially joined the MoGraph Podcast Network. So if you love filmmaking as much as we do, tune in every Sunday for a new episode of the Go Gorilla Filmcast. Your, your source, source for, for all things indie film. film. Now available on the MoGraph Podcast Network. I had Actually, a good... Can I ask you this question about Blender real quick? Because Absolutely. I keep on hearing... I hear geometry nodes all the time. Yeah. Geometry nodes, geometry nodes, geometry nodes. And I don't know what they are. Are they similar? Like, I'm assuming they're similar to what Maxon is building with capsules, where right. it's more of a um, it's more of a node-based modeling system. Is that mm-hmm. is that correct? 
It's very, very similar. From what I've and I, I've heard of in the past week, I've heard that term capsule used mm-hmm. a lot more often, especially after that um, river thing was posted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I saw it in the past few days. Um, yeah, it is very. It's a node-based procedural modeling and animation system. Um, it's. Um, I guess it's most comparable, at least from what I understand, because I haven't used any capsule or anything. Would be would be houdini yeah um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's obviously not near the level of that but it acts very similarly um mm-hmm. to that um so yeah you can create a lot of procedural animations and even kind of fake simulations um using it um it's i guess in cinema 40 as of now in terms of what i'm seeing um people use geometry f- nodes for to compare would be, I guess, uh, cinema 40's mograph tools yeah like a lot of things where like you get those effects and everything mm-hmm. um a lot of people are building those, and I have a couple on my Blender build as well, like plugins that I downloaded, um, which allow you to just kind of drag and drop the effect, so to speak, um, kind right. of thing. So it just they mm-hmm. create modifiers with geometry nodes. So there's a lot of um, uh, uh, what's it called um, potential for it. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the people I would 100% recommend looking through, um, and I've been trying to look through more, is Arendale. Um, okay. He's um, one of the best I've ever seen use um, geometry nodes. There's also, um, his username is BBBN19. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the most impressive things, I remember he made one. You'll probably see it if you go to YouTube or they're both on Twitter. Um, he made one where it was a nano. You remember from Iron Man, uh, well, from the Avengers, when Iron Man put on the nanotech suit and just kind of like surrounded his body and just kind of like... Um, mm-hmm. like formed over him he created that effect with an iron man type suit um using geometry nodes um and it, it looked incredible sort of like a procedural disintegration um kind of system um Interesting. and yeah. i remember that was really early on in geometry nodes uh, development um but yeah okay. i i haven't used it often i haven't had any real world cases where i'm using it because um, proceduralism doesn't really fall too much into what I'm doing professionally. It's, yeah, at least. I'm looking at it right now, yeah. and it's looking like it's it's basically looking like a, a fields type thing. You know, yeah, exactly. Where yeah, they just, they're yeah. yeah, it's they're using something similar to like fields, but in a uh, yeah, that's interesting. Speaking that's of which, cool. all these little uh, teases that we're getting right now from from Maxon are, are pretty yeah. Cool. Can you bring up that that the, uh, the fire the donut the yeah. the space butthole? The space butthole. <laughs> That's what it looked like. Remember from uh, vacuum space is a vacuum. Yeah, from VFX <laughs> from VFX and chill. Remember the? Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, okay. and this is from yeah it, they yeah because they were actually I'm pretty sure that's what they were commenting on here. Uh, yeah, McGavran was, was uh, tweeted who, out. The amazing VFX training team wanted to post this, but I said no leaking. P.S. They yeah. had much funnier post ready. Anyway, well, um, but, this is why. Here's a yeah. You know. So if you look at it, oh look, Whoa. there's a pyro thing, right? And then a Taurus with a pyro tag on it, right? It's like that's pretty exciting, right there. Yeah. So I mean, uh, and you know, EJ brought up something interesting the other day, right after McGavran posted this. It's like what you have to keep in mind is that all the new cloth stuff—it's all particle based now. You know, mm-hmm. it's not—it's right. not poly based like it previously was because right. it's particle based. They're building this whole particle system, so why would they? Why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't build they? In a, yeah. a, a pyro. Exactly. Yeah. You know. 
And imagine you have that company. They they've already built it. (laughs) But you know you got that, and you got like the the particle based stuff. But then you combine that with fields. You know, Mm -hmm. just imagine like the crazy like cool looking. Uh, yeah. da- dailies and everything everybody's gonna be doing with pyro and fire and you know the stuff that ej was also showing off with field forces you know like i i feel like that's something i've been sleeping on is field forces mm-hmm. you know like being able to visually represent you know the, the how your motion is moving and stuff like that is really cool yeah yeah so we'll see i i love that yeah. they are teasing stuff you know i love that they're I mean, it's kind of like Otoy does, you know, yeah. when, when Jules comes on and talks about all the things that are coming. You don't know when it's going to happen, but it's still fun yeah. to look at, you know, and this kind of feels the same way. It's like it's like when they when they tease the stuff, it gets you excited about what's what's yep. coming down the line. And, um, you know, you'll have to take uh, uh, EJ's intro course, you know. Yeah. And the, uh, um, ascent and or no, that's yeah. the second one. Is it uh, boot boot camp and then ascent, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then and yeah. then Ariev. is great too. You know, I learned a lot oh. about lighting. Oh, okay. So remember the uh, animation that he teased the other day, where it was like the house catching on fire and stuff. Yes. You know, um, he he did a, a follow up tweet to that and said, "Here's the viewport version of that hot render." Hashtag no plugins. Oh, he did. Yeah. Hashtag no plugins. What? This is viewport, no huh? This is viewport. Wow. I I guess. I is don't it know. a viewport? Is this Embergen? Like what? <laughs> I, right. It looks like no. it. That's incredible. Interesting. Wow. Hashtag no plugins. Because just imagine right there, that's a field <laughs> that you're just animating, right? And you're just telling yeah. it to catch everything on fire. Yeah, this is why it's great that we're not on the beta program because we can speculate right. all we want. Right. Right. Uh, so much more intuitive just to have that visual representation. That's in just the viewport. Right? Oh. Now, in the viewport, that's crazy. It says the viewport version. Now the question is, is that real time viewport or is that a rendered viewport? <laughs> right. I'm assuming it's the right, viewport. Right, right. You know. What but, uh, uh yeah. <laughs> me and EJ were joking the other day, we said uh uh cloth sims on fire are gonna be the new hot thing. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. It's that render is oh yeah we got a tweet for uh at, when he posted this rick yeah. tweeted at us and said that render is literally fire <laughs> so how does that even work oh, I, I, mean, I have no idea it's one thing to be the artist which is incredible like how do you use those but who is making these things i mean who yeah what kind of mind creates these right. things like it's wow i think People about that a lot like you know we have uh you know jewels on a lot and you know, yeah. I think about him and his team, and you know, it it's hard enough to learn how to use three D tools, but to design the tools that allow you to do the three D, I can't even imagine. That's you know, mind blowing. Like what mind kind blowing. of things you need to know, not just about programming, but about physics and everything yeah. else that goes into it. Like, yeah, a lot yeah. nerdier than me, I'll tell you that. Right. I've, yeah, I've heard a lot about if, uh, especially in the game industry, I've been seeing this a lot more often. You want to break into the game industry, get a job that pays really well, become a tech artist. Yeah. Um, mm. <laughs> you know, there's so few people that n- not necessarily want to do it, but can or can't do it well, from what I've heard. And mm-hmm. yeah, man, that's um, cool stuff. So what TikToks do you have planned for us coming up? What's what's the next <laughs> thing? What's I had I had thought about doing um 
a, a short series of how to how to and what they are like um, baking textures so baking like mesh maps so like how to bake mesh maps in um, my usual process is I bake them in marmoset and then I do my texturing in substance painter just because um, I'm not sure if you've used marmoset tool bag but it has a remarkable baker I mean I'm talking tools where you essentially have a you know when you um, uh, bake maps with a cage um, so if you were to use a cage to bake your normals onto a low poly mesh um, Marmoset has a way where you can intuitively kind of paint on the mesh that you're using. Like you can bake, like if you're baking and you get a lot of artifacts like from the high poly, it's like, oh, there's like a weird little mm-hmm. etching here. It looks weird. In Marmoset, you can actually paint that out with the mouse or a tablet or whatever you're using. Like mm-hmm. the baking system is mind blowing. Um, they also have a perpetual license. And I think it's like 15 bucks a month. Um, I recently started using Marmoset. Um, for my baking and I stick to Substance Painter for my texturing um, just because it's the thing I'm most familiar with. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to do a quick little video series, like minute or two long videos on how to bake your textures in Blender, how to bake your textures in Substance and how to bake your textures in Marmoset. Like just like a Mm. quick thing, like load in your model, bring in your high poly, press bake kind of thing. Like just Mm. show what the settings mean kind of thing. Something simple. Like I don't want to get like advanced because I'm still a novice in this myself. Um, so I want to kind of just share what I'm, you know, what I feel is most, I guess, uh, helpful because a lot of people I see, especially on TikTok, um, especially a lot of blender users, um, I see a lot of them, you know, making their animations and everything like that. And something I wish I knew earlier was how to optimize my scenes because render times were horrendous and video cards are expensive and all this other stuff. I'm like, if I just optimize my scenes earlier on, it would have been so much easier to output work. Yeah. Um, and I would have had more marketable skills, so I feel like that's a big one. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. We've we've opened some scenes before that are pretty hairy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, oh, it it. There's two trees in this scene that are 58 million polys each. Yeah, <laughs> right. probably not a good idea. You know, just saying. Yeah. Yeah. Or there's nothing eight, for Unreal 800 Engine. instances of them, and they didn't set them as render instances, so it's right. actually ca- calculating every single poly. Right. Oh yeah. Mm. <laughs> uh. Nothing for Unreal Engine, though. Right. <laughs> That's the new thing, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, now, did I hear... Uh, I think that there are some modeling tools coming to Unreal. I think I caught wind of that on TikTok or something. Yeah. Yeah. I, heard. I, I don't heard. know anything more than that yet, because I really... You know, you see it on TikTok. You're like, okay, I know something's happening, but I this is as far as you go in investigating until you get back to your computer or uh, uh, modeling a mode with Unreal Engine Five. I know they have some tools already, like um, basic like sculpting. And since mm-hmm. they got rid of tessellation in Unreal Engine Five, mm-hmm. um, they you can now do like I guess ge- actual geometrical um, displacement, apparently. Um, And they have tools for that as well. Um, I think, I forgot who it was who released the tutorial on that recently. But I've been watching a lot of Winbush tutorials for Unreal Engine, Mm -hmm. like the cinematic Mm -hmm. stuff. His stuff is super helpful. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Eventually, when I get an iPad, I want to play around with the MetaHuman um, Live Link 2. And I know he's got a bunch of videos on that. Yeah. Yeah. I've played with that. It's fun. And and I want to do a version of myself now as well, you know. Um, yeah. See if I can. And Jags tried to do that, and uh, well, he did. He <laughs> looked, not try. He did do it. He did. But, <laughs> it didn't look too much like him. I mean, it, it was looked, close. You know, it was close. close. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, it's, it's I, hard. I did mine, but yeah. Yeah, I, and yeah. yeah. It's interesting. So I'm looking at the Unreal Engine 5 beginner modeling, you know, like the, the modeling stuff. I mean, it's not too bad. The thing is, though, I don't know why... Like, I wonder if there's an advantage to modeling in Unreal versus bringing it in, you know, as like an OBJ yeah. or a Limbic file or something like that. Like, what the advantage to that would be? I mean, staying I, in the I program. Agree. Uh, I agree. Yeah, like, but is our models created in Unreal faster? You know, more efficient? Or are they how. doing it just to have it in there? You know? From I don't know. what I've from what I've seen, and I know Quixel released this, I want to say uh, two months ago or so, the Mega Scans, they released um, the 90 Days um, video. It was one of the most beautiful things, works of art I've ever seen. It was basically, they had 90 Days um, artists to create, I think it was 60 pieces of work using mm-hmm. only Unreal Engine and Mega Scans. Mm-hmm. And um, mm. I remember they did a breakdown video of it as well. Um, and incredible works of art and they uploaded them all to ArtStation and I think one this are, is it Dave I just put uh, that it in one? the chat I um, think I that's think, it let me see it says uh, 90 days in Unreal Engine 5 yep that's okay, it cool, yep cool. It was, oh my gosh it was amazing that's beautiful um, yeah I've watched it so many times it's not even funny uh, <laughs> I'm just like wow maybe one day but um so yeah I uh I checked um into the like the ArtStation posts and mm-hmm. some of them used the modeling tools in um, Unreal Engine, and I think it was mostly just for like they have like uh, like I think procedural destruction tools like mm-hmm. for buildings. And there was one of the animations in here which was like a building like falling apart, something like that. So you can kind of like model model a little bit to kind of adjust things to your scene. But it's I, I guess it's like a very just basic version of modeling just like if you bring something in you're like you know i kind of wish this was a little bit more but i don't want to export and re-import it type of fixes well the thing is like a lot of these people who are just getting into unreal because unreal is free to 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 download and start messing with like it's their first experience doing any of this you know Mm -hmm. they're not necessarily c4d blender people after anything you know and so it's like oh hey i want to make my own thing and it's like oh well now you have to learn blender or cinema 4d before you can model this like so i can see like if you had just gotten into unreal you would be like well how can i model and not have to learn another program that's a really good point yeah i didn't think of that yeah because um, they're user base, the you know. Some stuff in this is yeah. absolutely gorgeous. You're <laughs> yeah. right. It blew my mind. Ninety yeah. days. <laughs> yeah. Man. Oh, I, I I love it. It's the it's incredible. that that one that we just saw, the snowing one with yeah. the mm-hmm. river. That looked so photoreal. Holy cow! Yeah. Uh, this that one lo- was one of my favorites. This one yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like a I David Ariev thing right, right there. Did you see the one earlier where they were going through the uh, space port and turning just like David Arias? Yeah. Oh, it's funny. No, they look incredible. I've made I made some work in Unreal Engine, and I I it is one of the most fun. It's some of the most fun I've had in a 3D program. Yeah. Not necessarily like just easier. It's because I've definitely learned very quickly. I was very humbled extremely quickly at how difficult it gets, um, mm-hmm. especially when you get more into like the heavy environment art and optimization stuff, yeah. uh, which I know very little about. Um, but it is one some of the most fun I've ever had in a program. Just being able to see things in real time at this level of fidelity is it's it's so exciting. Right. And you yeah. can bring VDBs in now from Embergen and just play them right in the cool. viewport. And wow. It's, 
I love it. Yeah. Yeah, that's Jeez. something that Jags kind of went through in his journey of like recreating the uh, Halo trailer. Is like you start adding that environmental stuff, and it's all of a sudden mm-hmm. it's just like, oh, this is no longer real time. Sorry, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, that's my biggest. That's my biggest thing. You know, I've tried to jump into Unreal and just mess around a few times with some things, and I'm like, oh, there's just so much extra stuff to learn. Uh, it's it doesn't feel very intuitive to use Unreal still, and that's why I'm like, okay, modeling tools, eh, I don't know. Like it yeah. still feels like it is a game engine with these tools on top of it. It's not yeah. built for this, and I'm sure they're making strides to kind of get it to where people like us, you know, or maybe people younger than us <laughs> who are just starting are going to be like, okay, this is going to be my starting point, you mm. know. Um, yeah. It's the same reason that I that I don't hop into Blender. It's the same reason I don't hop into Unreal right now on the reg. It's just like I, I kind of have my flow, and I've got my clients, and I've got the type of work I do, and until mm-hmm. it's like a necessity, then, you know. Yeah, um, I, I'm like someone like me, and there are many like me in, in terms of my position. Um, I think that's kind of a privilege we have, like you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. I haven't fallen I like I have a workflow I have a way I do things and of course um but I'm not fully attached to anything yet to the point where I can still kind of you know like you said mm-hmm. like jump into something and kind of you know develop a workflow in there or kind of learn a couple things um like that which is why I've been doing a lot more experimentation this year has been kind of a year of experimentation for me um so when I do get time to do personal work it's mostly not even finished stuff it's just experiments like let me jump into here oh i you know do this tutorial in you know maya or something like how to rig this very basic thing or you know how to do this in houdini like learn how to do how vellum works and do those little Mm -hmm. the i think it was the everyone does his store like the soft body like bubbles that blow up inside of an object like the sneaker thing yeah yeah you know what i mean Yeah. yeah yeah that thing and like stuff like that um and unreal I had used Unreal Engine 4 a while back, like a couple times, just because it was free and I downloaded it. It was so unintuitive, um, at least for me, in terms of like the UI and everything else. And then when they announced 5 and I played that initial, I used that initial like beta or preview, mm-hmm. they changed a lot of the UI. And at least coming from me, coming from 4, um, my little experience in there, that was a huge improvement. Uh-huh. Um, it's a lot more comfortable to get used to now. Um, but it's still a bit confusing, um, like blueprints and all that stuff still confuses me. Um, but I I like blueprints. You know, I don't quite understand how to use it, but it is very much. I mean, it's a node system, so it's it's very much like using Expresso and Cinema 4D, and mm. you know, I like that aspect. Chris says in the in the chat, uh, I wonder if they fixed where it crashes literally every two seconds. <laughs> you know, we've been on the hanging out on the Discord, and and I do know that that's been the case with some of his his stuff he's just crashing all the time and uh-huh. you know i've had that and apparently i found out it was my vram like utilization limit or something else i forgot it was i had a conversation on twitter i think it was with like a very short one with i think stuzor or i mentioned this to mm-hmm. like it was in a thread with i think like william foucher was his name um i believe uh, he does all the unreal stuff i've been watching him a lot um i have a 3090 i upgraded this past year um, when they were, you were actually able to get them yeah. Uh, yeah. through a pre-built, uh, pre-built, 
And apparently the 3000 series cards are experiencing a lot of crashes in Unreal. Mm -hmm. It was like I was getting like an error message. Everyone seemed to be getting the same error message. And I found out actually you had to go into like your computer graphic settings like a text file and you had to actually like change the limit that your computer like kind of like cut out so like i didn't really understand it well i'm not a computer scientist but it was um apparently there's a timeout period so let's say five seconds and it'll time out and crash so you had to apparently increase that time period um that was one of the fixes for people like i said i'm not super you know understanding i don't understand this super well but that Mm -hmm. worked for me Hmm. and now i get very few to any crashes at all because i was like i did not just get a 3090 to crash in unreal (laughs) right (laughs) and i'm I'm hearing things about the 4090 just being pretty freaking ridiculous in unreal i saw some examples of that i think on tiktok this weekend so you know i don't i don't remember what it was exactly they were showing off like it was i think it was some sort of demo where you could just like crank it and just see what happens you know um, it was like a forced scene or something. Someone was going through and just kept cranking and cranking into the 4090s are just killing it in there, which, which oh is goodness. understandable, you know. But, um, yeah, so. Um, oh, uh, just an update. I should have talked about this at the beginning, but just an update. Uh, my uh, VR headset will be here tomorrow, the Quest Pro. Yeah. I'm very excited about that. Um, it got delayed today because they flagged my Amex account for uh, <laughs> for fraud, thing, and so they didn't charge me, and therefore they didn't put it in the queue to ship. So I had to fix that. So it's it's showing up late, but I'm very excited about that. I'll be re- reporting back on that. You it's know, gonna be shortly. fun. Yeah, that sounds like fun. Yeah. Is the is the quality like better than the previous version than the, the Quest Two? Yes, the Pixel. Mm-hmm. Uh, density and all that yeah. is yeah. And what's um, the difference? And the field of view as well, and then the oh, cameras yeah? on it. Also, there are the same types of of sensor cameras on the controllers. So it's not now just about the controller seeing the headset. Have you ever played Beat Saber and you throw a note and you're like, I know I I hit that. I didn't miss that note. I know I didn't miss that. I hit that, but it said I missed it. I don't know if you've ever experienced that. No, not often. Um, A lot of times it has to do with when when your hand goes way up kind of like to the side of your head, you know, because Mm -hmm. the the controllers are talking to the headset to to get their location. Well, now they are also looking and seeing the room as well and the other things. They have, like, more advanced, like, cameras in the controllers. The only Mm -hmm. thing that I don't like, um, and I've I've ordered the little charging station for this, um, which I don't think is out until December, if I remember that correctly. But um, the the controllers, you cannot put batteries in anymore. They have to charge. Oh, really? And that's, that's the sucky stupid. thing, because you're playing, and then all of a sudden you run out of battery, and you have to put them on the charger. You know. Now, I'm sure that the charge time is pretty decent, huh. but I understand why they did it. They redesigned the controllers, and then what happens, Like they're like, well, we could, we could design this better if you didn't have to have a AA battery right here. You know, you could you could make a weird shaped battery that fits better and fits the balance of the controller better. <clears throat> but I, mm-hmm. you know, it does kind of suck if you're if you're in the middle of playing and you have to. So recharge. the Quest Two is eighteen thirty two by nineteen twenty, mm-hmm. and the Quest Pro is eighteen hundred by nineteen twenty. It's not you a actually, very b- right. You actually what now? It's a little so denser. It's, it's not. Well. No, it's actually less dense. 
Well, I think that there's a. I think but there's a difference. But you get a, a, a higher though. field of view. It's uh, you get a higher field of view. 106 degrees versus 90 degrees. But remember, you have mm. the resolution, but then you have the pixel density. Yeah. You know, so I don't. I I, I think you see less of the dots, mm-hmm. and the pixels. I think that's what they were talking. Mm-hmm. About. I think that's the difference. Um, and then you have, of course, the color cameras on the outside. Yeah, that's cool. You know, the color pass through. But is it worth the extra twelve hundred dollars? I'll let Whoa, you know. Really? I'll let you yeah. know. I mean, because the Quest Two is three hundred bucks. The Quest Pro is fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah, it's fifteen hundred dollars. Wow. Yeah. That's a yeah. big price jump. Yeah. That yeah. is a huge price jump. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's because this isn't the next version of the meta quest it's not the mm. quest 3 you know this oh. is like a more pro version there's a lot I'll wait more tech until in it. the quest pro goes down to like 400 bucks like it did when we bought the quest 2 or yeah. whatever no i don't think it will <laughs> honestly i think that that's it's going to be like the iphone there's all, that one's always the expensive one mm-hmm. and then the, that you know that's the pro version and then the prosumer or consumer version is going to be the cheaper i mean you know cuz money Right, because Facebook, you know, the, Facebook, the metaverse. Yeah, you know. yeah. <laughs> um, let's do a little thing called MoGraph recommends. We're gonna ask you some of your favorite things, and uh, you know, kind of get an idea of where some of your influences might come from. You know, yeah. um, we're just gonna go down this list, and any of your answers can either be a recent favorite or an all-time favorite. It doesn't matter. And the first one we're gonna do is your favorite movie. Ooh, oh man, this is a tough one. There's so many. Uh, let's see. I'd have to say, this is kind of an obscure one, and it's favored for different reasons. Uh, Constantine. Okay. With All right. Keanu Reeves. All right. yeah, I thought yeah, it was yeah. extremely underrated, and especially in terms of visual effects for its time, was one of the coolest movies I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, and one of my favorites with Keanu Reeves, aside from, of course, The Matrix. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's definitely I've I've seen that movie so many times. Um, I think they're making a favorites. second one, aren't they? Yeah, they announced it and yeah. I was over the over the roof with it. Um, yeah, no, I'd have to say Constantine. It's a huge list, but if I were to pick mm-hmm. one, I'd say Constantine just because hmm. I've seen it so many times. <laughs> Constantine. <Cool. laughs> um, the next one is well along those lines, TV show. Oh. Hmm. Any good recent series or recent? I'll take a recent one. Arcane, hands down. No competition. I don't know about that. Right. That's uh, Netflix, right? Yeah, Animated? Riot, uh, Riot Games. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Probably Space. the most. Yeah. What? What? What is? It? I, I've heard such good things about this show. I cannot recommend it enough. I've already seen it three times. It's nine <laughs> oh, episodes. No. It's it's nine episodes long probably the most impressive animation i've ever seen the most unique like the soundtrack the story's fantastic uh-huh. and i've never played a minute of league of legends and apparently yeah i was gonna say i think it was league of legends based or whatever but yeah, yeah. that's rad it's it's incredible um huh. definitely love it all right who I would did check that one who was the production company for that or for Tiche Studios, it's a French studio but i know oh, it's like okay. riot games like their overall right publishing. So, yeah Huh, okay, cool. Yeah. Did you see that there's a, a blockbuster show coming to Netflix? How yes. ironic. Yeah, so with, uh, was it Randall? Is this, what's his name? Randall Park, I think. I think he's going to uh, be in it, too. 
Yeah, something like that. I know it's yeah. it's the the woman from Brooklyn Nine Nine. Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah. And uh, and I don't know the guy's name, but he's Asian Jim on on The Office. Yeah. 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 yeah that's yeah. it. Yeah. Randall Park. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <coughs> God, I lo- that's every time I see him, that's all I can think of is is I that remember. episode of The Office. I remember um, Blockbuster, man. That was the best. Yeah, I miss it. Was. it. <laughs> All the feels, the nostalgia. When you when you go on TikTok and there's always this nostalgia TikToks and they play like super sad, chill hop music under it, and mm-hmm. you oh, know, I love it. Like, I feel so old, but I love. <laughs> I know. There's one particular sound that's going around right now. It's supposed to be like the most depressing sound. It's only like ten seconds long, but you you loop it, and it's so sad that people end up playing it for hours. And there's there's even memes like you know after you listen to this song the first time, and you're like yeah, and then two hours later you're like mm-hmm. sobbing because <laughs> Just in deep sadness. Something about these like old, like I don't know these these old uh, uh, these particular sounds that are kind of like that old school chill hop sound that mm-hmm. like gets you in the feels for some reason i don't know why i don't know it's a, the retro wa- <laughs> the synth wave kind synth of wave thing, yeah. and yeah yeah and and speaking of which uh the next one on the list is mm. your favorite music what do you listen to um i listen to a lot of hip-hop r&b um a lot of uh like electronic music so like a mix of electronic music not necessarily like edm house but i like like house music yeah. Um, a lot. Anything with a good beat. But I'd have to say my favorite, favorite um, genre is classical. And classical branched off to, like, soundtrack music. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually... <clears throat> it was my first introduction to the arts. Like, real... when I Not introduction, but when I found I really love the arts. Was I used to play a lot of RPGs growing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts was my entire childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and I recently started playing Final Fantasy VII Remake, which is amazing. So good. On PC. I, so oh, good. I love it so much. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, and when I started listening to those soundtracks, like the Kingdom Hearts and like Final Fantasy, I'm like, what is this? And why is it amazing? And mm-hmm. I, I, I remember for my 18th birthday my best friend had actually gotten us tickets to go see video games live at the beacon theater in manhattan and we saw like all of our favorite like the new york philharmonic like played like these songs from like final fantasy 10 and kingdom hearts and Mm -hmm. i fell in love with that genre of music overall and and that was the point that's yes. how they get you hooked. <laughs> yes, that's how it is. <laughs> and I, I loved it. And like soundtracks and movie soundtracks, whether it's like Hans Zimmer and something like Inception or like Howard Shore for The Lord of the Rings, and everything just in general, I was just constantly listening to um, uh, like that kind of music. And that that influenced a lot of my interests and eventually influenced like artwork and stuff like that. Um and like when I work, even if I'm not doing anything epic at all, like it's the most basic text animation you've ever seen in your life, I'm gonna be having some like, the like the most epic music you've ever heard, <laughs> like, like yeah. someone's like, like saving the kingdom or whatever, and I'm just kind of sitting completely like stale faced, uh, <laughs> animating some text. But mm-hmm. it, it's cool and it's inspiring, and um, it would be that first. But I grew up on a lot of hip hop and R and B. You know, my dad had the vinyl records. I'm from mm-hmm. New York, and my dad was really into music. Of um, my mom's brothers, she has seven of them. All of them play the guitar. Nice. Um, they were all grew up to music um, and things like that. So it was something that I've always been around. But just that instrumental sound is what I love the most. Yeah, that's cool. 
Well, and yeah. also speaking of which, the other one on here is is favorite video game. So mm. ah, there you <laughs> go. Yeah, yeah. It would, uh, Kingdom Hearts one, Final Fantasy ten, kind of stuck between two, but I'd say Kingdom Hearts one. Yeah. Yeah. You ever play Halo? <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. I would play you Halo gotta... with friends all the time. They, oh, yeah. <laughs> I I I remember. Well, I didn't have an Xbox, but my friend who lived down the street had one, mm-hmm. and um and we'd play Halo, the original Halo, um, like just all the time. And I, that was back in the days of split screen, and I missed that. Yes, <laughs> but because yeah. you could look at the other person's screen and figure out where they were. I mean, that right. was my favorite oh, yeah. part. <laughs> you know. <laughs> But uh, yeah, we have yep. a huge uh, Halo group that you should uh, you should join some join us sometime. You know, oh, yeah. play that. There's that free uh, version for the PC. So yeah, see yeah. any of the previews of the new Pokemon game? Looks amazing. I have not. I saw the like the recent one that came out, but I didn't even see it. Yeah, it's it's cool. I think they're gonna stick with the same uh, catch mechanism mechanism that they did with Arceus, which mm-hmm. I absolutely loved. You just throw a Pokeball and, like, you know, hopefully you make it. You know, oh, it's cool. It's very games. cool. Yeah. 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 Instead of having to fight every single one, you know, you just throw a Pokeball. So. There you go. I need yeah. to play something on my Switch. It's been sitting there collecting dust. So right. Oh, man. The Switch <laughs> in my house gets the most play. We, ha- we have three Switches in my house. Oh, yeah. And yes. they get the <laughs> most play. Well, four if you count the one that got thrown into the pool by my youngest child. Oh, my gosh. Naturally. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm, mine has been gathering dust, but I'm going to break it out. My daughter's really interested in, in, uh, in seeing what we can do with the uh, the Flipper Zero. <gasps> oh, because oh, yeah. This is like the hacking device that's all over uh, TikTok. Yeah. Where everybody shows it. Like, it you does know, NFC stuff. NFC. And, like, that's uh, so cool. What? Arduino <laughs> hookups on it and infrared. Yeah. And you can, like, you know. Know, hack car keys and garage door openers, but you mm-hmm. can do the little. What is it called? Uh, 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 Ami Amio. What are the what are the little amiibos? Th- amiibos. You yeah, can yeah, yeah. emulate any amiibo with this. Yeah, I so. mean, you can buy. You can buy. Uh, you can buy like little NFC chips or whatever like that, and then I think you can actually use your phone to put them on as well. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's cool. Yeah, That's you cool. just go through the little list on here, and it's also set up like a, um, uh, uh, what do you call it? Like, uh, what were the pets? That Neopets? Oh, like Tam- Neo- Tamagotchi. Tamagotchi. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah. It it also kind of like doubles as as a Tamagotchi. I don't know if you can see, but they're uh, it's too bright. It's too bright. Yeah. But there's a little dolphin. Yeah. Uh, on here and he's just like he's lounging around on the couch and doing stuff and like it tells <laughs> you, know, you as dolphins do yeah his Imagine. mood and everything you know but come back some sometimes you come back and he's annoyed because you haven't been there in a while and uh so they like gamify this thing i still have yet to figure out how to use this stupid thing i gotta, Dude, you that. You gotta figure out how you can take it to like you know dave and buster's and play unlimited yes. games for free. Yeah, you know? give uh, it a you, year and yeah. it'll be rendering Blender animations. Yeah. <laughs> right? Some, someone's gonna be rendering simulations on that. It's like I fit my thirty ninety into a. <laughs> yeah, I I did find out that on uh, a, I mean this is on uh, TikTok that that you can do Dave and Buster's hacking. Did you I see know. that? Yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah, that'll be a fun one. So yeah, see, it's just busters and play unlimited games. Turn device off, and the dolphin's crying. I will <laughs> be waiting for you here. Okay, see you. Okay, see you. 
Um, all right. What else do we have on this list? Podcasts. Do you listen to podcasts? Mm. Uh, yeah. Well, none officially. I listen to more video essays than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the first podcast in a long time that I've like started like listening to. Um, like more often like catching up with like the older episodes because uh, usually Mondays are my busiest days so I usually don't like catch up on the day but mm-hmm. I'm enjoying this one um, awesome. I listen to a Thank lot of you. video essays <laughs> yeah yeah of course it's fun um, uh, like on movies and TV shows and like those kind of the history of video games like I watched one recently it was like an hour and a half long on the entire history of Assassin's Creed so I listen to a lot of those and um it's been making me want to get into like audiobooks as well. So not yeah, necessarily yeah. podcasts, but a lot of audio content. Right. I um I, I listen to. I'm trying to get more into podcasts though. And what is uh, your partner does. What's that? My partner does. She she's mm. all all in podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh what is your go to app? What is your muscle memory app like you just can't get off? TikTok. No, yeah. um yeah. I mean <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, it is. But but aside from that, YouTube. I spend YouTube I have like YouTube Premium as well, so no commercials Same. and I have like love YouTube it. music. I, oh, I absolutely that. love it. I need yeah. to do that. They've got and the my, family plan, but they just jacked up the price to $23 a month, you know. But gosh, yeah, just you have not no commercials on YouTube. Yeah, but you get free you get YouTube music for free, you know. Mm. Which is kind of cool. YouTube music is I, I love it. I don't use it. I just use um, Spotify. <laughs> yeah. I, I used to, and then I had so much problems. I have an Android phone, at least for now. Oh. And I used to have so many problems with the app. I was like, let me try out Google Play. And this was back then. Mm-hmm. Google Play was terrible. Like the yeah. Google Music. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad they like rebranded it as YouTube Music, and it's a yeah. lot better now. But my favorite feature, aside from the commercials, is if you you know those songs like sometimes you listen to obscure music and you can't find the song for it, but there's a video or music video, mm-hmm. you can mm-hmm. save those to your playlist as regular songs on YouTube yeah. Music yeah, 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 and yeah. play it. And I, I love oh. that. I think so that's I that actually the what they do with their music is just the stuff is uploaded and then it they just use that as their music. Probably, probably, know. yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. But um, mm-hmm. all right, uh, definitely that. But it's good for like your kids, you know, so that your kids don't have to see all these crappy commercials yeah. and stuff. I it annoys that. me when I get logged out on the TV and my kids watching YouTube, and I'm like, "Why are you watching commercials? You shouldn't be watching commercials." Yeah. I'm paying twenty three dollars a month for this. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you know, no child of mine is gonna be sitting here watching. Right, yeah. <laughs> and and the worst is like with the kid advertisements too. Um, you know, there are those ads that you can skip, but if you don't skip them, they start playing like a 30 minute t- children's show. Yes. Yes. And you know, it's, it's like, I, you know, you put on, uh, uh, wh- what's her name? Miss Rachel. And then all of a sudden <laughs> something else is playing <laughs> and it's like, wait a minute. How, what, when did I turn this on? And you're like, oh, it's right. an, it's a 30 minute ad. Ridiculous. I mean, I, you know, I get why. As an episode, like, yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, here's the hard one. Okay, oh, and man. now this one can be something funny or something actually practical, um, and uh-huh. it's your favorite life hack. And the example we use is Mitch Myers says, "Turn the toast, turn the toaster on its side for some bomb ass grilled cheese." So you yeah. have a hacky thing like that. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that's a tough one. Any hack living in New York? <laughs> yeah. Back when I um. 
most of my life hacks are like survival tips. Like, <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> if you're bleeding out, what do you do? No, but no. Like, there you go. Could be, okay. could be a yeah. good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't um, know what to do. No, I would um, just hold pressure and hope for the best. Uh, <laughs> <Okay>. All right. <laughs> that's my official former medical license right. opinion. Um, but um, let's see. Best life hack. Uh, oh, you know what? I was actually just mentioning something the other day. Someone I always, the, I always think of them and then I forget. You know, like the gas oh. station one. <laughs> What's but, that one? The my gas station one is when you're pumping gas at the gas uh-huh. station. That's the time. You know, you're bored. You're waiting. It seems like an eternity. Sometimes you get a slow pump. It's going. You know, like. Point one gallon a second, and mm-hmm. and you're just sitting there like, ah, come on. That's the time that you get out and you open all the doors and you grab all the trash and you just put it in that thing. I know it sounds super simple, but like, that's oh. when you do it. You know. Oh, that's interesting. Something like that. You know. Yeah, that's a and little it, little yeah. one. Yeah. And it could be something oh. funny too. You know, it doesn't matter. All right. Well, I guess this is one I could use. Um, in terms of uh, this one's more of like a like a good tip everyone should know um, that's not a life hack so it has to do with medical insurance and okay. medical bills oh, okay. All right. Um, and a lot of people know this and I see it going around on social media but I remember hearing this back when I worked in medicine for a while if you get a medical bill and it's out of this world because you know this is the US mm-hmm. uh, if you get a medical bill that's out of this world ask for an itemized list Yes, I have heard that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, ask for an itemized list of the costs. They do have to give it to you by law. They have to give you uh, an itemized list, and um, and what's it called? And, and an when audit. you get that list, sometimes yeah, and sometimes they will actually take off a huge chunk, or sometimes they will, you know. And most hospitals have what's known as charity care, and they'll pay a portion of your bill or knock it off entirely, mm-hmm. which just kind of goes to show you that it wasn't needed to be put on there in the first place. Right. Uh, I guess that would be my life hack. It's more of a practical kind of. Yeah, uh, no, that's a good one, though. I mean, you know, you might as well try. I did that at one point, too. I asked for an audit, and they never really got back to me on it. So Mm -hmm. down the line, I ended up just wiping it off. Ah, I'll just write it off. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I I don't think, I don't think, uh, me personally, I hate getting surprise medical bills. And I get them all the time. All the time. You got two kids, you're always going to the doctor, you know? Oh, I get surprise bills all the time. I just don't pay them. They're like, oh, well, we we did the doctor separately on this. Oh, like, also, you this uh, this blood work that we did was actually a bunch of extra yeah. money. We didn't this tell you before we did we it. This blood work we did six months ago, you're finally, yes. get, we're si- finally giving you a bill to. I just don't pay them. Like, well, okay, send me, send me to collections. What? I already have a house. I have a car, you know? Yeah. It's not Can like I've, I have great credit. You know, yeah. you're not gonna screw up my credit. Bring it on. Yeah. When you oh, wow. see how much certain things cost, like, uh, like I remember, because you know, I have like certain anaphylactic allergies, and like, um, I would need like an EpiPen for certain mm-hmm. things, and EpiPens are ridiculously expensive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, hundreds of dollars, you know, seven hundred dollars for some of them, whatever it is. But if you actually look at the same <laughs> dosage and the actual vial or cost of, uh, I don't remember exactly, so don't quote me, but it was, I think it was like ten cents or twenty cents per vial. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's insane. You're just paying for the mechanism not. that shoots it in, right? Like yeah, uh, yeah. Not even that made of plastic. Yeah. But <laughs> but uh, 
but yeah, no. Yeah. You're so paying for them to hold on to the patent, is what you're paying for, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 man. So it is. But well, yeah, that was we, a tough one. It's tough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we appreciate you being on the show, taking yeah, time to, to join two strangers to talk about motion, you know. Yeah. And, I uh, loved it. Thank you for having <laughs> me. Yeah. If people want to find you online, where's the best place to, to get in touch with you, send you a message, look at your work? Uh, best place would be Twitter first, just because um, I communicate most often on there. I usually follow back most of the time. Uh, my only, like, not rule, but kind of thing I look for is you regularly post art. Um, or is it just memes? And sometimes <laughs> if the memes are good, I'll follow back. But <laughs> yeah. usually kind of one of those. Um, but yeah, Twitter at Imaginer3D, or you can check out my work um, at lawrencepompey.com. And that's awesome. uh, my portfolio, which I try to update as often as possible. Just got another follower. You don't have to follow me back. <laughs> <laughs> I will, I will. I won't. But, uh, <laughs> no, yeah. no, but yeah. Cool. So, um, I just I just send out links about how I want you to help me out with my NFT projects. You know that's all yeah I right. Do. Yeah. <laughs> hey, could you do me a favor? <laughs> you can get random messages. It's three in yeah. the morning. <laughs> yeah. Want to build your NFT audience? Nope. Um, cool. Yeah. Um, well, we're gonna get out of here though. You can rate us on iTunes. Leave a review on your podcatcher of choice. Help get our ratings up. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to all the things, uh, including the newsletter, which hasn't gone out in a while, but, you know, maybe we'll do an update here soon. Oh, I do need to remind everybody, I should have said this at the top of the show, but uh, as far as classes are concerned, uh, you know, we do have the new RTX On course by Brandon Clements, mm-hmm. teach you how to optimize all of your scenes in Unreal, um, mm-hmm. you know, for, for that real-time flavor. And um, so we got we one are- week left also. Oh yeah, for the fifty percent off on creating Unreal. Fifty percent off on creating the Unreal, yeah. Uh, we will be having a um, a late night uh, special, which we have not done in a while. I'm trying to look up the date here. I believe it is yes, it is November third. So a week from this Thursday will be the Unreal special. Uh, we're going to go through Brandon's course and and uh, you know talk about Unreal stuff. And Winbush will be joining us for that episode as well. So. Cool. Um, you know, we'll we'll geek out about cool. that. I I would like to get Andy Blondin on as well. I need to shoot mm-hmm. him a message, see if he's available, because that would be fun. Um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, and yeah, that's it. Just make sure you uh, check out MoGraph TV. You know, put it on, give it a little try, rip the knob off, just leave it on. You know, be your be your <laughs> friend right there. And mm-hmm. um, so uh, you can say you've been there, done that, got the T-shirt with the MoGraph logo tee, the Paul Bab, Feel the Bab 2020 shirt. All the profits from that go to Doctors Without Borders. The Render Things T-shirt, hoodie, and long sleeve tee. It's you know that time of year. Get that get that yep, hoodie. The long sleeve. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, the MoGraph blandishment shirt, and the That Render Is Fire shirt, which you are only allowed to wear ironically, <laughs> unless you're Shams. Shams. Yes. Yeah. And we're on YouTube, MoGraph.com. Check us out on there. Subscribe and all the stuff. And, uh, yeah, that about wraps it up. Until next time, I'm Dave. And I'm Matt. And I'm Lawrence. Have a good one. Later, yo. It's pretty good, I guess. 
MoGraph.com, an online resource for motion graphic artists. Start your week with the MoGraph podcast, industry news, interviews with your favorite artists, and terrible humor. Watch live shows and interviews from MoGraph events like NAB, SIGGRAPH, HalfRes, and local meetups. <laughs> Our MoGraph talks feature live demos and motivation from artists all around the world. Sometimes you got to make stuff that you're not going to put on your reel, and I'm not here to judge. What if Rick and Morty show up for the countdown at midnight? That's where I peaked in life, in my career. we got to stop this thing, Rick! It's going to kill us all! Hear from the people that create your software, design your render engines, and artists that are changing the face of modern motion graphics. Can you get that render done? Yeah, you better frame, frame what? MoGraph tutorials and online classes will teach you about Cinema 4D, After Effects, as well as other popular software and render engines. Throw in HDR Studio, take the render settings, pick the HDR, put a reflection, and gorgeous. Branch into new software, learn time-saving tips, techniques, workflows, and lessons that'll keep you up to date in the world of motion design. Oh, brother, those are some of my favorite elves. I love projects that scare me. When our art director comes to us and asks for something that I had never done before, man, it gets me pumped. Join the conversation in our live sessions. Check out our plugins or join the hundreds of daily active users in our Slack channel for technical help, advice, contests, or just to joke around. Real nice banana. Ah, that's so funny. All right. I'm going to live forever. <laughs> Subscribe today and get the latest updates on our YouTube and other social media channels. Take all your dreams and just do it. We don't care how you get here, folks. Just get here. Subscribe to MoGraph.com. Yeah.